Welcome to Think About It, a Kia's podcast about everything marketing. I'm Ryan Stainbrook, and with me as always is Jamie Geierman. We are kicking off 2018 with a podcast all about social strategy. Jamie, how's everything going? Great. I'm really excited to talk about this topic. Um, as a digital marketer, people are always coming to us asking about social, what platforms they should be on. Every time a new platform is launched, there's always a lot of excitement and I think um, desire for people to, to jump onto that platform. But what we like to do is take a step back and help our clients really understand what they're trying to do in social, why they're on social before committing to new platforms and really the programs that they're running. So today we're going to talk through how we take clients through this exercise and hope that it'll be helpful to you as well as you're starting to think through your social strategies for 2018. Yeah, and we'll kind of start from the beginning. And once again, this is just the process that we kind of go through. So this is by no means foolproof. It's just something that we've really seen work well in the past. So the first step we always recommend for clients when we talk about social is defining their purpose. So this is kind of the big you know, the umbrella per se uh, of the entire social platform. This goes across every social media outlet that you're on, but what is your purpose for being on social? And I think a lot of times we see clients, they go and they jump on platforms and they don't think about why they're going on that platform, what the overall goal is, what the purpose um, of either, you know, posting, tweeting, sharing, whatever you're doing. Um, You want to make sure that you have that purpose statement lined up before you kind of, you know, dive in. Exactly. You know, a lot of times we'll hear too that someone's on social because they just want to be part of the latest and greatest cool platform. I've received answers in the past as to we want to get a million followers or we want to get so many likes. Um, Those are the wrong answers to be on social. You want your social purpose, your mission to be an extension of your overall business goal. So if connecting with customers is important to you, as it should be, and you know that they're on a certain platform, that's a good reason to go to social. Uh, If you want to use social to uh, streamline customer support or provide customer service because that's a core value of who you are as a brand, that's a great reason to be on social. So those are the types of reasons you're going to want to leverage these social platforms and, you know, things that you should be thinking through when you're making that decision of where to go. And I think that kind of leads into to the aspect of when we say define a purpose, if you can't come up with a purpose, maybe you shouldn't be on that platform. And that's not a bad thing. It's not necessarily just because this platform exists means you have to be on it. If there's no real purpose or reason for you to be on there, then then don't be on there. For you know B2B, we see a lot of LinkedIn and that gets a lot of traction. And then even um, on the Facebook side of things for employee relations, those tend to work well. But sometimes uh, in the B2B world, Twitter it's hard to find that purpose. There's media relations and and different aspects like that. But in reality, if it doesn't make sense for you, that doesn't mean you have to be on there. There's no point in really putting resources towards something that it's not going to really, you don't have a purpose on there. It's not going to make an impact on your communications. Exactly. Uh, The next step we like to go through is the positioning. How? So how do we need to position ourselves to accomplish that mission? Once you know your purpose, really everything is now going to start stemming from that on how you build out your social strategy. So you really want to think through what is that one statement that you always want to align your efforts back to? What is that guidepost? What's that North Star? 
What is the what is the way that you're going to position yourself? Again, if you're doing something on social where you want to use that as as a channel to provide a streamlined customer service or support to your customers, then, you know, your position would be, you know, we provide 24/7 service to customers and help them through, you know, blah 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 needs. So, really making sure that how you're positioning yourself is supportive, is supporting that mission. And then from there, everything you do is, is going to demonstrate um, why you are, you know, what you're saying, what you're saying that you are with that positioning statement. Yeah. I think positioning should also be a, a good reflection on your brand. So I think sometimes people you see on social media, particularly on like Twitter and Facebook, you'll see some brands get a little um, like cute or anything mm-hmm. like that. The, you know, kind of like the thing that pops into my head is like Wendy's. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen mm-hmm. some of like the hilarious responses. That's kind of their brand and they mm-hmm. understand um, who they're speaking with, which is a perfect segue into step three, which is identifying your audiences. So um, it, when we look about, when we think about the different channels that we, that are out there for social media, it, just because there are, you have maybe, you know, your purpose and your positioning, it doesn't mean that the content and how you work with your audiences and engage with your audiences is going to be the same on all of those platforms. So the big thing we want to do is look at each platform and identify who your audience is. Kind of going back to the example I had before. Maybe on Twitter, you know, your audience is influencers and media. Uh, maybe on Facebook, your your key audience is your employees. And then maybe on LinkedIn, it's uh, you want to be a thought leader. So you're looking at other influencers and you also uh, just want to have a professional um exposure is, you know, maybe shareholders or something of that, that nature. So I think making sure you identify your audiences for each platform and understanding you have your purpose, you have a position, and now let's make sure we're talking to the right people and how we talk to them is extremely important. Exactly. Um, you know, this here too, this is a good time to really take a look at who's following you. If you already have, uh, a presence on different platforms, who's engaging with your content, what type of content's being engaged with, those are all great indicators as, you know, who that really audience who that audience really is that's following you across the different channels and making sure that you're tailoring your your content to fit each of their needs. Um, we've seen, you know, some brands who have a lot of different end users that they're trying to connect with and um, we've seen those different groups kind of gravitate towards different social platforms and in those cases they were able to you know, speak to, in this case, it was um, athletes were an end user. They noticed that on Twitter, they had more um, athletes, people who were more athletic and into health and fitness following them on, on Twitter than they did within Facebook. Facebook was more about the mom community and the health community. So they were able to really craft the messaging uh, for their products very specifically to those two groups. And had they had just done kind of blanket messaging and a blanket um, plan across the board, it, it really wouldn't have, have reached those audiences and been relevant to them. Yeah. And that kind of is a nice little, look at us. We, we haven't done this in a while. You're just segueing me right into the next topic, <laughs> um, content pillars. So we find this to be extremely important because when you look at your social media platforms, you're going to have a bunch of different types of content, whether that be it's, 
you know, showcasing your solutions or it's thought leadership or it's internal news, whatever it may be, you want to make sure you identify those content pillars and make sure that when you're drafting content, uh, whether you're putting it in a calendar for the team to review or, or anything of that, you can always tie it back to a pillar because that will, one, at the end of the year, it'll show you a nice little breakdown of this is how much we're talking about each thing. So maybe um, you're a little bit down in thought leadership and too much solutions based or or any whatever you want that kind of pie chart to be divided and you can def- define that with your team. But you just want to make sure that everything you post or tweet or whatever ties back to a content pillar or theme that you know makes sense for your business. Exactly. And, you know, kind of going back to an earlier example, we talked about a great reason to be on social is to provide that customer support to um, to your customers. If, if that is the position that you were taking, you know, some different content categories that could fall under that could include things like, you know, pushing out free FAQs. So common questions you're getting from customers um, on a regular basis, making sure that you're you're pushing out answers to those because you know that that's a common ask. Or maybe it's, again, because you're providing that level of, of customer care and support, maybe it's doing a theme around surprise and delight just to show how you value that customer. And on a regular basis, always doing those things because they all support that positioning, which, of course, in turn supports that greater mission. Um, and then just another thing to remember, not all categories are equal, so don't assume that you have to push the same amount of content for every single theme. You might just you know, want to touch on a theme once or twice a month, whereas other content is going to be more relevant to your positioning and to your purpose, and it's okay to, to publish that uh, type of content more frequently than others. All right, so we talked about your purpose, we talked about positioning, we talked about your audience, and we talked about the content. This is now, after you've gone through all those steps, really the point where you should start focusing on the specific channels. So where do you really need to have a presence, and what is the action plan for each channel? Because as we shared, that could vary based on which audiences are following you on certain platforms, and then also what the platforms have to offer. You're going to be able to share and do things very differently on a channel like Instagram or Snapchat than you would within Twitter or a Facebook or, you know, even YouTube. So what we like to do is, again, always aligning back to that mission and that positioning, understanding what is the objective of each channel. So if you're going to be on Facebook, what is Facebook going to be able to do for you? Who are you able to connect with there? What is the right content that is going to be pushed to that audience? And then what's the desired outcome for that channel? We know, again, each channel can do different things for us. So some channels are um, allow you to obviously comment more and collaborate more and, and, and you know, communicate with one another, whereas other channels are better served at just kind of pushing the content out there. So just really taking a look at what you're trying to get out of each channel because it's not going to be the same across the board. Some are better suited for you know, creating awareness, whereas others are uh, better suited for engagement and others are better suited to really drive trial. Um, I think about you know, even still Pinterest being very relevant to a lot of consumer brands, um, people getting ideas there um, of, of things to do, and then the ability to like, go and immediately purchase what you need to make that um, craft or make that recipe. Um, it's a very different outcome than you would get you know, on, on another channel. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just, you know, we talked about the content, the audience, positioning, everything. When you 
when you dive into the individual channel strategy, I think defining the objective for the channel is, is by far the most important because, um, you just, you really want to sit there and understand, okay, why are we on LinkedIn? Why are we on Twitter? Why are we on Facebook? Why are we on Pinterest, Instagram, whatever the channel may be? And then once you kind of have that, I think the rest of the things kind of fall into place. Like, okay, well, who are we trying to reach? What do we want them to do? And, you know, kind of speaking of what we want them to do, the, the next and final step is those success metrics. And this is something that really can be defined by your team internally. Um, you know, we, we kind of break it down on social. You have awareness and engagement. Those are kind of the two big types. So awareness, that's where you have like impressions and, and things of that nature. And then engagement, those are the likes, shares, comments, clicks. Um, and then ultimately, uh, you want to make sure you have something in place where you can track if there are any types of conversions you're getting off social. So, you know, you might have a post about a solution and it's, it's a product that you, the, per, the person can purchase it right there. It's like an e-commerce situation. Um, you want to be able to track that that um, purchase came from uh, your social channel. So just having those different metrics and analytics put into place and doing that work on the back end to make sure that everything is connected and you can tie different sales and things of that nature to your social Exactly. And, you know, there's even based on what your mission is, again, I'm, I'm going back to, you know, if you're a brand that's using social to provide that customer support and customer service to, uh, to your audiences, you, a metric here even can be, you know, number of, um, number of questions answered or number of customers helped. That's a really valuable number and metric that, you know, you can certainly easily collect within social by looking at, you know, the number of people that you've connected with or questions you've answered or comments or whatever that whatever that format is that you're using based on the channel that you're leveraging. Uh, those are other things that you can consider too. And thinking back to the different content themes, if you're a brand that has different products or services that you want to promote throughout the year, you know, looking back to the level of awareness that you're creating around that specific product or, you know, program, service, whatever it might be, is also a great uh, metric to to report on and, and look to. Again, it's not just about the follower count or the fan numbers. It's it's really about um, looking to social as being that opportunity to connect directly with your customers and um, increasing awareness, building loyalty, promoting consideration, and, and ultimately driving a purchase. Yeah. So. We talked about a lot today, so I'm sure you guys kind of want to see how this works in action. And um, if you check out the show notes, Jamie actually wrote a blog all about this. And we took a mock client, Steve Steele, and we kind of walked them through this process so you could see kind of how we work and, and with clients on these types of things. But um, you can definitely check that out in the show notes. And uh, Jamie wrote a great blog. It's a great little image there that kind of walks you through everything. But it looks like we are about out of time. So um, if you guys are new to the podcast, we have a very um, cool little feature at the end here. We have our CEO, Ben Brugler, and he jumps in and gives us his thoughts on the podcast in 10 seconds. And if you don't know Ben, sometimes he's a bit long-winded. So the 10-second challenge um, is, can be a little... It can be a little difficult for him, but uh, we're going to give him a shot. Ben, what would you think for Ben and 10? Always start with the why. Like, why am I saying this? Why am I talking to this person? Why am I on this platform? And why do I only get 10 seconds? All right. Well, that is going to wrap it up for us today. And we thank you guys for joining us and be on the lookout for the next podcast. Thanks, everyone.